0: Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hello, DB peeps. Today, we are bringing you episode 65 called This Wine is Uncanny. And we are (laughs) going to be drinking canned versus bottled wine. Which is better? I don't know. I've never done this before, this comparison. So it's summer, and many of you, I'm sure, are out at outdoor concerts, festivals, doing several outdoor activities. And you see all this canned wine. It must be convenient and easy to take with you. You don't have to worry about having glass, like on the boat or whatever. And so we've been really intrigued by this canned wine. Um, Can't say I've had it myself. No, I haven't. Well, I, I did taste one at a festival. Okay, okay. But it's—I feel like it's this—it's all the rage these days, and so we really wanted to compare and contrast and see, you know, and talk about what the differences are. What's, so, what's the deal
1: with it? Like, why? Yeah. Why should we be doing camps? So that's yeah, that's our fo- that's our focus today.
0: And um, we picked up a can of Oregon Underwood Pinot Noir, mm-hmm. and then a bottle. Of Oregon, Underwood, Pinot Noir.
1: Thankfully, they're still in the same place.
0: So it is the same wine, just in a different container. So we'll see what happens. All right. So we are cracking and opening a can. Popping? Popping a can. Technically popping. Okay. Right? I think so. I always feel like it just... I mean, I feel like it'd be weird to drink it out of the can. So are we pouring it in a glass? Yeah, I think, Yeah, I
1: think we're, we're going to do both. We're, we're going to do... Because, do you want to drink it out of the can?
0: I think we should do both because I feel like if you're out, you're, you might have it in a, like you might be whole, like maybe you don't have glass or like do you want to put it in a yeah. plastic
1: cup you let's, know yeah let's get to that let's get so, to that because um, this is interesting
0: all right so there's gonna be a few cheers this episode <laughs> a few more than normal and maybe one with a can i don't know so i'm gonna open the bottle go ahead crack it it is a screw top it's giving me a little
1: bit of there we go <laughs> there we go all right ready for the pop tab this is so weird. Oh. I expected a fizz. I mean, I'm glad that was. Right? There wasn't. Like you feel like you're about to drink
0: Pepsi <laughs> or something. So, why don't you give me your glass so I can like pour that. you some of this? Uh... It looks pretty. I've, have you ever had Underwood wine before? You know, I can't say that I have. They have okay. several varietals, though, which we'll talk about. I've
1: seen this so often. And I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I am know. a fan of Oregon Pinot, so. Thank you. I know. As we know. So,
0: all right. So, pour. you can drink from the can, and maybe I will drink.
1: Well, I was going to say, or I can, a... can pour yeah. from the can for both of us. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. little Ripsies. spillage. Dripsies. little spillage. So, obviously, pouring from the bottle is easier than pouring from the can. And then I'll try from the can too and see if there's any discernible difference. I do want to smell this. Hold on.
0: Okay. Well, let's cheers our glasses here. All four? Or just two? (laughs) We'll start with the one. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. So do they smell the same? My canned one smells different, but I don't know if it's my glass. No. Do you
1: want to know why? Well, one of the reasons is probably because the can is a non-vintage Oh, that's right. Yes. And the bottle is 2017. That's true. They
0: don't have any vintage. And they on have different hand.
1: descriptions of the notes. So, like the can itself says that here, I'm going to read from the back of the can. The can itself says the notes are raspberry, cherry, and chocolate. And then it's cute. It says, we love our wine. We just don't drink it with our pinkies in the air. Hashtag pinkies down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, What's the, what are the
1: notes on the bottle? It's raspberry, strawberry, and baking
0: spice. Mm. And this is thirteen percent ABV. Same with the same with the can. Excuse okay. Me. It says Underwood draws from the diverse palette of Oregon grapes to create notable
1: everyday wines. That's a that's an acidic. Uh, that's an acidic, acidic pinot. Wait, I, acidic won't, I haven't
0: yet. tried. I haven't tried the um, go ahead can yet. Hold on. Should I drink? No, no, should, no. Okay. I was gonna see if I should drink water in between, but that—that's not the right choice. It's not wine. the right choice. It you changes the pH balance. Changes on your the mouth. pH balance. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay, it's it's similar, but I I have an initial thought. Go for it. I actually think I prefer the camp. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it here first. I heard it. Yeah, you did. Um, I so. I'm, the, I'm going to tell you the reason why, and I'm just, this is, we're going to let stuff open up for sure, but I think that the bottle one is way more acidic. Hmm. Now, I could be wrong, but I also think that I just tried it from the can too. <laughs> and or you tried it from the can-can. Just very quickly, which by the way, it feels so awkward drinking it. Like I'm afraid to drink wine out of a can. Like you feel like you're you're going to drink soda, right? Yeah, and so yeah. it's bothersome when it's not fizzy. Regardless, I think that you get more tannins when you drink it from the can. So, maybe the vessel matters. Like even Wow. So, anyway. Um, okay. okay. Cool. Well. <laughs> Union Wine. I mean, again, I've seen Underwood. I did not know. They actually have two other labels. One is Knight's Ridge and the other one is Alchemist, which I know we have seen before. I've just never had it. What do you I, think? Um, like- I, I mean, I'm going to go back to it. I think they're super similar.
0: I think it's, but I do. Maybe there's this, maybe there's a little more acidity on the on the bottled one. Yeah,
1: we'll talk about maybe why yeah. some potential reasons why. Okay. Um. But so the back of the bottle it says Oregon is a place united by the belief that what goes into the glass is more important than the type of glass it's glass it's being poured into. Union brings the spirit and character of Oregon to wines you can put on your table every day. So even on the bottle, it talks about, you know, it doesn't really matter if you're drinking out of like some fancy-ass Gabriel glass or just, you know, your regular run-of-the-mill maybe acrylic stemware. I um, feel like
0: there'd be many people who would who would argue that point.
1: Oh, I, yes. I And I'm not saying myself would change that right. as evidenced by the statement that I just made uh, before. In the Pinot Can Noir, on that, it says, we believe that the contents are more important than the container, that good wine should be able to go anywhere. We love our wine. We just don't drink it with our pinkies in the air. So same sort of sentiment. Excuse me. Slightly different, though, because they're talking about, like, the container. (gasps) Excuse me. They're talking about the container that it's being poured into on the bottle. But on the can, they're really focusing on the container that it is stored in. Sort of alluding to, like, the drinking, like, what you're drinking it out of, too. Basically, it don't matter if you want to drink wine, just you fucking drink your wine. However you want to drink your wine. If it's boxed, like, if it's in a bag, in a box, if it's, like, an actual, like, box, like, almost... You know they sell them... Yeah. It's called a Tetra box, I think. hmm Didn't know that that was a thing. Like the Boda box. Like the Boda box. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, let's talk about Uni Wine Co. It is... Owned by Ryan Harms. He moved
0: to Oregon in 2001 and worked for different wineries until 2005. And then he founded Union Wine Company. They say they're a bunch of dreamers and doers crafting what they love. Great Oregon wines without all the fuss. Sounds nice. So they're trying to make it that Oregon wine doesn't have to be expensive. Because basically when he was working for the places in Oregon, they couldn't really afford the wine from the places he was working. Uh Uh-huh. So yeah. he defi- decided to focus on something that he could create and share with family and friends and be accessible without
1: sacrificing quality. We've talked about this yeah. before, though. Like, Oregon wines, I mean, we've, we've drunk $40 Oregon Pinots. They are delish. They, <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining. In the My bank account does not prefer that. However, <laughs> I think that it's okay to pay good money for really good wine. Even A to Z Wine Works—that was like twenty, twenty-three bucks a bottle.
0: Yeah, and I guess now Underwood is the largest producer in Oregon, and they are bigger than A to Z. And I think that that's because of the canning facility, because that's what they're doing and now. It might be. So their mission is to pay close attention to the details and leave the fussy parts behind. They're very efficient, so they can set up the winery, they know how to make the wine, they know how to create what they call create the marriage of craft and small-scale manufacturing. And they chose the name Union to honor and bring together the diversity, spirit, and
1: character of Oregon. I mean, Union and marriage, they just talked about. That's what they so mentioned is, is in So is there nutrition. a marriage so I of like hands that. and bottles? It, to me, it's like apples and oranges. Yeah. I don't know that they would make a good couple, but... <laughs> I guess to each his own.
0: So right now, they actually have more can offerings than bottles.
1: And that's because in addition to their regular varietals that they have, they also have these like wine coolers, basically. Yeah, so they've got bubbles too. Yeah.
0: They've got rosé bubbles. Um, They've got regular bubbles. They've got Pinot Gris. They've got a regular rosé. Obviously, we're drinking the Pinot Noir. They have a Riesling Rodler. Which is a Rodler is like a shandy, like it's kind of like you know half wine, half like lemonade type of thing. Um, they've got a strawberry cooler, and then they've got two special ones right now. One is called Get It Girl, and it is Get It Girl, <laughs> and all the proceeds go to Planned Parenthood. Um, and they say that it's Riesling and a Verdicchio blended with the crispiness of a Pinot Gris. I don't know what that would be like. We'd have to try that out. Um, and then there's my wine, M E I, and that is—I just really like that because it sounds—it's like mine. It's mine, mine. Don't touch it. Mine. It's my wine. Um, it's actually it's chef my. Sometimes how I feel—that <laughs> is sometimes how. It's a lot of how I feel. Um, yeah. It's actually <laughs> named after Chef Mylin. Who was Bravo, one of Bravo's TV's top chef in season 12?
1: Did you watch? Do you watch that stuff?
0: I have in the past, but I have not watched the recent ones. Um, yeah. But I guess that was 2014, so okay. maybe it's not so recent. But um, that's recent.
1: That's within five years. Yeah, I could say that recent. <laughs> it's a tropical wine cooler so that one and the get it girl are both and the radler and the strawberry cooler those are all going to be seasonal stuff i'd imagine i don't know right i mean if you think about it they're not they're really like poolside yeah
0: but i mean people are at the pool all year round in like california and florida and Uh,
1: that is fair i appreciate the reminder (laughs) that not every state (laughs) closes their pools at labor day
0: (laughs) yeah and so <laughs> bottle-wise, they've got a rosé, they've got a rosé bubbles, they've mm-hmm. got a pinot gris, they've got a regular bubbles, the pinot noir that we're drinking, and then a regular, um a, another, well, they've got the 2018 rosé and the 17 rosé, Okay,
1: which is only available in 1.5 liters by the case. <laughs> a magnum. That's... Nope. Wait, no, thank you. Unless you're doing it for a wedding. But did you notice that the bubbles are stored, like, it's in, like, a bottle cap? Yeah. I find this particularly interesting because, as Sarah noted, it's a crack-off top, right, mm-hmm. for the bottle, mm-hmm. for everything else. And then we have our pop tabs for the canned wine. Not like you're going to have anything else, but I'm just saying. And then you have the the pop, the actual, like, pop tabs or, like... yeah um caps for their bubbles as opposed to corks. And I wonder if that has to do with, you know, sort of, I don't know, I mean they've been around for a while, right? Like over a decade. They've been around. And I think that they're looking at one of the arguments, and we can definitely get to this, but one of the arguments is that, you know, aluminum is more recyclable and people actually recycle aluminum more. And so I wonder if that's part of the reason why they've decided to adopt these specific types of containers and closures for their containers. I
0: think it's also, like, if you're, like, at a picnic or a park or a beach, like, kind of what we talked about,
1: people want cans. I mean. Well, and it's also easier because if for twist-offs or for, like, these, like, bottle openers, like, you don't have to bring multiple things. You can just have a bottle opener or you can, you don't need, you don't need a wine key. Basically. I
0: mean, and that's why people a lot of times have like beer.
1: Yeah, around, and that's what I'm know? saying. So, like, if you have like beer for the guys, you, like, I, I'm totally um, gender stereotyping, you. right? <laughs> um, beer for the guys. I mean, I myself am a wine person, but now it's like everybody can have a can. <laughs> that's it's still yeah. weird to me. It's still very. But soft. you can recycle glass. I
0: think people are just more inclined to recycle cans. At least where I'm from in Michigan, you. Pay the deposit on a can and then get it back when you return the can. I'm horrible. I'm
1: horrible. Did you know, like, there are other... I'm so terrible. And I think that's for other states, too. I feel bad admitting this. What's that? Apparently, like, 80% of the glass that is recycled is not actually recycled. It's thrown out. Oh, that's sad. Because there are specific regulations, depending on where you live, about whether or not you can have certain things on it. Like, the labels. Oh, I've never thought of that.
0: Never have I I
1: read that this morning and I was like, Well, we should probably fuck. research what it is in our area. Yeah. Removing a label is not always the easiest thing
0: either. No, but I would feel bad recycling something that's not recyclable. This is true. So at least we know. And I mean, God knows we go through enough bottles, right? <laughs> they're supplying. They're,
1: part of them have gone to, uh, they're going to be decorating my friend's uh, Ceremony tables they're wedding go. tables. And they are her.
0: being recycled in your yeah. own way. Yes,
1: yeah, so we are upcycling them. Is that yeah. what it's called? Up, You upcycle them. And then you're um, taking the, the labels off, right? Already did. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. So That's how I know that it's not the easiest mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Depends what kind of glue they use. This is true. This is what I've learned. Um, okay, so we're still going to be revisiting these wines, like the side-by-side test. Again, I'm getting more acidity, more brightness in the bottled wine not so much in the canned wine. It's seems more They both have mellow. like a bubble to it. If you look at the bottom,
0: they've both got like a little bit of effervescence. Yeah, but you don't taste it. I don't get No, a, you don't. I don't see but you see it on my bottle it. one. Oh, check it out on mine.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, I don't have that on mine.
0: Yeah, it might just cuz we have different shaped glasses potentially, but they have like these tiny little bubbles. It's like kind of effervescent looking at the bottom for both of them.
1: This is not a particularly earthy Pinot Noir.
0: No. <laughs> it's totally not.
1: Okay, so let's talk about... Uh, Sarah, you mentioned... Can we, go on, can we go on to our topic? Of course. Sorry. I mean, I feel like we're already there, so I'm just asking. You already mentioned some really good reasons, like, why people would want to use a can. Yeah. It's, you know, for a lot of places that limit, like, you are not allowed to have glass by pools. You can't mm-hmm. bring it into parks. You can't bring them onto beaches. Cans are an excellent solution. Why else would we have cans? Well, I mean, if you aren't
0: sure how much you want to drink, if you open a bottle,
1: oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you
0: might be like, well, I'm the only one who wants wine. Am I going to drink this whole bottle? I mean, sometimes, yeah.
1: <laughs> sometimes it goes that way easier.
0: <laughs> but, you know, maybe you're like, well, I don't want to waste wine. So <laughs> a
1: mm-hmm. can
0: would not make you feel what guilty.
1: W- waste not, want not?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Waste not, why not? Um, Uh, (laughs) I don't like to waste wine. Nope. So that's potentially why, because Uh, people might feel like, you know, then I can just have my own portion size
1: right here with with my can. This is also way lightweight. And so when you're like, it is really light, it's easier to transport regardless of the number of bottles or beverages you want to consume. And it also chills faster. This is true. Which, I mean... Well, because it's the... also less volume, so yeah. it will chill faster. It'll chill faster for that reason, too. But you know the trick about, like, putting mm-hmm. a wet paper towel and stick it in the freezer for 10 minutes in it. Um,
0: so, yeah. I mean, then there's, like, the environmental thing. And I don't know which one's better, but... Um, I guess there's lower emissions from
1: shipping. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's something that I started reading. I don't go too in the weeds on that. But to be honest, it seems because if you think about it, you have cases of wine, right? Yeah. But there's so much empty space because of the shape of the bottles. Mm-hmm. Especially when they're real funky mm-hmm. bottles. Mm-hmm. And so when you... You can only fit 12 to a case. And then you can only fit so many cases within a truck. With these cans... They ship flat. I mean, there's you're, you're basically not a ton of air that's going to be in them. Right. And so you can essentially double the volume of what you're shipping in the same truck when you use cans versus bottles. So I think that that is one of their arguments um, for why cans are more eco-friendly and have a lower carbon footprint for that. from that perspective. Um, there's also the corks.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, this doesn't even have a cork.
1: It doesn't. Bottle. It doesn't. So they've obviously made their own choice there. But, like, cork forest, I know. I listen to a podcast about the cork forest in Portugal, right? hmm And they, you know, cork, you basically can't use cork from a tree, a cork tree, for five to seven years, I think.
0: Yeah, it's every seven years. When we went there, you could see they have like certain markings on yeah. the trees
1: to know. I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. And so from that perspective, you know, you need to make sure that your trees or your forests are staying very yeah. well um preserved. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're also finding more of that um re- reused cork, like the the ones that are or, yeah. or the synthetic cork. Synthetic too. cork. And I think that it could be a fascinating um, study. It should test out regular corks versus, uh, you know, the, um, what is it? The condensed corks versus the synthetic corks versus the twist off versus the can. Okay. That would be like the craziest That's crazy study. I don't know who of a wine company would be doing that, but I don't know they should do that. You're welcome. So what's, what is the argument against cans? Cause I'm sure there is oh, one. Yeah, there are
0: definitely a few things. I mean, besides the fact that it's like you're putting wine in a can.
1: it just it seems Seems unnatural to me exactly yeah besides that's just me but that apparently apparently the very first canned wine was in like california in 1930 interesting yeah i don't know who did it but that that's how long like ago they actually entertained this so one of the things is like if you and i'm sure many have thought of this cans are not meant to age and so, like, the bottle the bottle itself, like, glass does not interact with the wine um, components or chemicals or compounds. Wine compounds, that's what I'm looking for. Whereas aluminum does. Like, a, highly acidic wines are going to, like, start to tear away. Apparently, there's, like, a special liner in these cans used for wines okay. that um, will help create a better barrier. But... The acid in a wine will actually like interact with the aluminum over time. And so these are legitimately meant to like fly off the shelf.
0: So like it could end up having a metallic taste. I would assume so, yeah. If you kept it long. That's enough. also another
1: reason why I wouldn't want to drink it. I don't really want to drink it from the can itself.
0: Well because let's also talk about just in general drinking from any can. Like, have you ever seen or read about like some of the facilities that they store cans in? No. And how gross
1: they are. Are you going to ruin this for me? What's happening? I just put my lips on this. Yeah. So I
0: always <laughs> wipe my can if I'm going to drink off of it. Yeah. Like I try and remember to do that because if you think about it, I mean like where has that can been before
1: it reaches your mouth? You should re- then reasonably like wipe it off before you even pour from it.
0: Yeah. I mean like any can. You could use a straw, but straws are... No. 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 Listen. You could get no. a paper straw.
1: No, don't drink wine
0: from a can. No, store. I'm talking about any beverage from I a can. I just saw
1: someone drinking a beer from a can with a straw last night. No. no of crazy stuff.
0: Hey, I was at <laughs> the grocery store the other day, and they were selling um, plastic wine glasses that were different colors with different colored straws. They were on the
1: same thing. Like, I'm I just, not agreeing with that. I'm just saying. I know. I know you're not. I get this satisfaction out of holding a wine glass mm-hmm. and swirling it. It's like it's like it's oh there's it's like a there's stuffed there's, animal
0: for a baby. There is another against it.
1: How do you swirl your wine in a can? I don't think it's meant to be aerated. I so okay, so going back to this whole like can is non vintage, bottle is vintage. And that's not across the board. Mm-hmm. There are some wines that are canned that actually are of specific vintage. vintage. So i this is not like a a blanket statement. However, uh, you know, I think that... And I'm pure spec- pure speculation here. I think that these grapes that go into the canned... It says that it's cellared and packed by Union Wine Company. Whereas on the bottle, it says it's vinted and bottled by. Okay. When they say vinted, I believe that means that it's also... Like the grapes are grown there and produced on site. I believe... That this may mean that Underwood for the cans will get grapes from other people too. Because what they're trying to do by not putting a vintage, they don't need to change the label. Okay. And so they're going to be putting whatever they can in order to create a specific taste. Okay. And flavor profile. That is my guess. Okay. I didn't, it's not proven. Oh, another thing about, like, cans, one of the hard parts is that, you know, you find a lot of different cans. So, one of the big, like, I'd say the bigger ones that came on the market was Sophia um, Sparkling by the Coppola
0: family.
1: And they, I mean, they're very well known for for Francis Ford Coppola wines. You see them all over the place in the stores. They have higher end versions. They have entry level wines. Um, They had these Sophia cans. And I actually, I remember going to try on wedding dresses and being served one of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they come with little like, oh my God, they come with little straws. What do I tell you? Oh my God. I don't think I used it, but I was like, why the fuck would I want a straw
0: with my wine? There's the one I've seen, Dear Mom. What? Well, I don't know. Oh, it's called is. Dear Mom. It's um Oregon too. Mmm. I've seen the rosé. They—that's a, a different one too. All right. I was looking up some. There's Archer russe rosé canned yeah. wine, and that one is French.
1: Yeah. So there aren't a ton. I guess the Europeans sometimes will bottle them or can them. But the other thing is that like the European sizes are not the standard U.S. sizes. Okay. But even in the U.S., I'm confused because there seem to be so many different sizes, like 375 milliliters. Mm -hmm. This one that we're drinking is 350. Oh, this is 375. 350 milliliters is the size of a regular can of soda. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this one is actually a bit bigger. And then 187 milliliters, which are like the small, like Sophia um, sparkling ones. In addition to that, though, there's been recent studies, I think it's from colleges, universities, Texas Tech is one of them, and then there's another one I thought was in Pennsylvania, and they've done some studies with consumers to figure out like what is the ideal size, and the ideal size, based on all of their feedback, is 250 milliliters, so you're not really seeing that on the market, and there's also, this is so shitty, <laughs> thank you federal, federal uh, regulations. But the 250-milliliter size is mandated to be sold in a four-pack, whereas the 187, the 350, and the 375 can all be sold individually if you want. And so in a glass of wine, the average wine glass is 240 mLs. Which is why the 250 is ideal because you know that that's like a serving. Like portion control is another one of those reasons why I think the can seems more reasonable or, or seems better because you can better monitor exactly how much you've drank. I mean, I monitor. I look at the I, level of in the bottle. I know, but sometimes those punts sometimes those punts at the bottom are mm-hmm. real deep or they're real shallow. But it's and it's definitely easier if you are drinking with multiple people because you're likely going to be pouring multiple bottles at or god <laughs> multiple glasses at the same time, so you're going to go through a bottle
0: more quickly. And I think it's honestly and we'll talk about the pricing if you're drinking with more
1: than one person it makes more sense to have a bottle of wine definitely i mean if you yourself just like to have a glass every now and then and you are so hesitant to open up a full bottle for you maybe the can is the way to go but there are ways to preserve your bottle after opening it uh, this is true
0: you're not wrong, like the Coravin or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's that. There's the like the vacuum
1: seal stuff, the vacuums, and I use those all the time. They Me work too. really well. Me too. Uh So yeah, I mean, there are a lot of different reasons. The other thing is that that whole I mentioned that Union Wine Company actually purchased and has their own canning facility. That shit is expensive. I'm sure it is. And so just like just like a lot of winemakers don't own their own bottling equipment unless they're a huge production. They oftentimes will work with somebody who's mobile and Mm -hmm. bring all of the equipment on site and then bottle it there. Mm -hmm. This is a similar situation with canning. The Uh difference being that not a lot of people have the canning equipment. Mm -hmm. And so there's this, like, there's a community who tries to support all that, but you really can't get into it. It's very difficult. And it's like, I think that I read, it's like a million dollars Oh for my god! The machine just to do the canning. Oh my god! Not to mention, you know, printing of all that shit and whatnot. So, at any rate, it that itself is another barrier to why cans are a bit of an issue when bottling is something that is much more prevalent. And you're gonna be able, I think, to find vendors who can come in and do your bottling for you if yeah. that's the size of your, you know, your um, operation.
0: Do you want to talk a little bit about pricing? Yeah. So it's funny that you just mentioned that because I was thinking I got really excited when I found out that Freak Show had canned wine.
1: Me? Too. And then I
0: found out how much it was. And I was like, I mean, I'm just going to buy the bottle. I can like put them in different containers. If Freak I Show to. like
1: just released this this summer too. Yeah. So, relatively recently.
0: And I was trying to find it at different um, wine stores. So, Freak Show, the bottle is $20,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which makes Worthy, that about, it, yeah. about $4 a glass. I mean, yeah. depending, 4 to $5 a glass, depending on how big your, your pour is. Um, <laughs> depending on whether you're Is it a DPV or, or, or is it five a regular pour? Yeah. Um, okay, they're a four-pack of 187 ml cans. So those are little So those guys. are smaller. $35 from a local wine store. Mm-hmm. $35. That's less than an actual pour. Yes, and I know you said you found it online cheaper for twenty two,
1: but still, I mean, how much is shipping then? That uh, totally fair question, and I think it's so challenging because that twenty two dollars that I found online was from oh shit, now I'm gonna forget what it was called. It's like it's not wine com, but it's something like equivalent to findwines.com com mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. and but it's like. I feel like there shouldn't be that discrepancy mm-hmm. in price. No. Because I think you're right. You're going to pay for something else. You're going to pay for shipping or for tax to go out of state or what yeah. have you. Yeah. But $35 almost for a small... Four, that's not even the equivalent of... Like, you could get two bottles of regular freak show for the same price of... I mean... What the Roughly. Hell? Yeah. What the
0: hell? That doesn't make any sense. Like... I don't know, and so for this Underwood that we're drinking, the can was I paid eight for. You that. You paid eight. I think I've seen it on sale cheaper for like around six. You find it online; it says five sixty nine. Yeah, um, and the bottle's thirteen dollars. So even let's say it was six dollars. Okay, and you want? F- I mean, these are the bigger cans, so this is. But if
1: you get two of these, so a bottle seven hundred fifty milliliters. If so, if you buy two cans, that's the equivalent, almost the equivalent of. The bottle. So you're missing 50 milliliters. But but. how much you paid for $8, then it is more expensive to buy two cans. Yeah. Yeah. If I had found it for five, it would have been cheaper to get three cans. I mean. And then,
0: (laughs) but that's not even, okay, so we thought the freak show was expensive. There's even more expensive cans. Mm -hmm. They can be as high as $25.
1: It's for what a, kind of wine are we drinking? It's a Napa Cab. Are you surprised now that you know it's a Napa Cab? I mean, this is an Oregon Pinot. <laughs> Just saying. Fight fire with fire. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't, it, I find it hard to substantiate $25 for a can. No, you know what? Because then if, if it's a 350 milliliter can, you're talking over 50 bucks for a bottle. Great. I guess that's going right for Napa Cab. That's even probably low for a Napa Cab.
0: You can find Napa Cab for cheaper than that. I mean, how good is this
1: $25? Shit, I've never heard of the company. Yeah, I haven't either. It's called Sands Wine Company? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously from California.
0: So on Wine.com, the Underwood Pinot Noir is $7.99 for the can. Okay.
1: Yeah, and their um, Rodler is $6.99. Okay. When you're talking about another reason like can versus bottle, so we've talked, I know, in like our Psalm 3 episode back from October, November, we talked a bit about how 80% of Americans consume a bottle that they purchase within eight hours of purchase.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that might be a little bit higher. Um, There's one thing that is, let's see. Uh, The co-founder of Archer Roos, which you mentioned before, Mm -hmm. um, says 97% of all wine that is bought in the U.S. is consumed within 72 hours of purchase and is less than two years old. So there's obviously a trend towards not storing wine. Yeah. But I, if there's, okay, this is just a utility curve question, I guess. Supply demand. But... I, I get that people are drinking and maybe they're trying to make wine more accessible and inviting so that yeah. you don't commit to a full bottle. So you can technically get a better wine in a can than you would for like the same price of a bottle that size or that cost. If these are all meant to be drunk soon, like I want to know what the actual shelf life of a can is. Canned wine? I mean, who
0: knows? You like know? this
1: is still, it's still, it's relatively. Relative, relative. So here's the other
0: thing. So granted, we, we've talked about like the benefits, like, you, you know, you're out on a picnic or wherever you are, you don't have to worry about glass, about breaking things, about bringing, you know, all these things that we've talked about. Okay. Right. Now, try smelling you can't the smell. wine from the can.
1: Well, you have to pour it into something else. You have to pour it into something else. So then you're pouring it, if, if you're at a place where you don't want to bring glass, you're probably pouring it into like a plastic cup. Okay. And then... But y'all, pause for a second, because I'm guaranteed that everyone listening to this has, in fact, shoved their nose into a glass of beer, or like a cup of beer, like a red solo cup of beer, and you smell... You just smell the solo cup. That is going to impact your freaking wine experience. Yeah. Sorry. It's just like this. <laughs> if you get Coca-Cola... Uh-huh. Like, I
0: occasionally treat myself to Diet Coke. If I, I do have, too, I mean... If I have this Diet Coke... Yeah, And it is fresh from the can Uh and bubbly. And it's like, you know, you put it in your glass. And your glass, it tastes way better than putting it in a plastic cup, at least for me.
1: Yes, most definitely. Most
0: definitely, right?
1: Glass is the way God intended it, okay? Okay. (laughs) So now
0: imagine putting your wine in a plastic cup versus glass. Do you think it's going to taste as good? No. Right. It's the same thing it's the same principle it's the same principle and then it pretty much allows not that i'm saying the winemakers are doing this but it pretty much allows them to put flawed wine in a can because
1: you're not going to notice it as much well remember what i said before these non-vintage things i feel like we could go back to the art of the earth episode where we talk about things that can go into wine and you know If they're just trying to make a flavor profile year after year after year, which a lot of those like cheaper wines will be doing, you don't really know what's going in because they're adding stuff to make it. And whether they're adding grapes from different sites in order to create a flavor profile or whether they're actually adding other stuff, like chemicals and things like that, you don't know. It doesn't say it on the label. Like we said, they're not going to say that they add mega no. purple to it. No. no, and the people who are buy they
0: are not. They're probably not worried about the
1: consumers that are buying the wine from the can for fast consumption.
0: Versus, I think that's key. Yeah, the
1: fast consumption thing, because it's like think about how often you go to a—you're on your way out to like the beach or somewhere. I don't go to the beach that frequently. I didn't mean to imply that, but like. You're going out somewhere and you're like, oh, shit, I got to go pick up, like, some beer. Or I got to pick up, like, a case of something and bring it. It's, like, cans are way easier because you don't need to worry about having, if you are just, like, sitting by a fire or whatever, like, cans are easy. I'm sorry. So, as I'm sipping this
0: a little bit more, which one? Both. Okay. Um, I feel like the can is a little bit flatter in taste. And that the bottle has a little more smoke to it. Now, it would have been interesting to do this blind.
1: Oh, <gasps> damn it! Yeah, we Why should have we done this blind. That?
0: Um, but I don't.
1: I, it would be hard to do it to ourselves blind. We don't have a, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, we don't have a third party. To help us there. No. Um, but. The acidity level has gone down in the bottle, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Is it, it, do you think it's a little smokier? Like, it's got, like, a little more
1: length to it? This is much better now that we're like over a half hour in. It feels mellower. It feels like more, um, what's the more, integrated flavors as opposed to, it was a stark acidity, like stark brightness. Um, before, it does have a linger. Let me um, almost, It almost tastes almost very, this canned wine out of my...
0: <laughs> they're very similar, but it almost tastes like the canned wine is slightly
1: watered down. It also has like a slight bit of funk to it. Not like not like it's turned. No. No, 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 it's not. It does have a like more of a linger. No, I haven't drank it from the can yet, so I'm gonna try. Sarah slowly grabs the can. (laughs) Dun 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 dun. (laughs) Doesn't it just feel weird? Mm -hmm. It feels so unnatural. Maybe maybe that's because (laughs) maybe that's because we would literally just like having wine glasses in our hands. I drink smoothies out of wine glasses. <laughs> <laughs> now that you can drink with a straw. You can't drink that with a straw. You basically have to because if it like, you know, slowly melts on mm-hmm. some of it and it's like still thick in the center, it's going to like face Yeah, it. it's
0: just weird to drink it from the can and then it'd be wine and not something else.
1: Do you want to know one reason why I do like cans though? What? <sighs> this is going to be so weird. I, if I get a can anywhere that I am... I will oftentimes turn the tab to a specific angle so that I know it's yours. It's mine. So if it's like set down amongst a whole group of people's cans, I know which one is mine. Here's my other issue with a can for wine. Yeah. The whole reason you have a wine glass is because you hold it from
0: the stem because so you if don't heat it up. Huh? So you don't heat so it up. So you don't heat the wine up. With the can
1: you're holding it. Koozies. <laughs> Maybe, but Prophecy is another wine company that's making cans as well as the bottles. They have really cool labels. I've actually never had Prophecy wine. Okay. I've always wanted to. Maybe we'll have to do that for another, a future podcast. But you're right because, I mean, granted they will chill better more quickly yeah. and efficiently. But at the same time, you're right. The whole point why you have stems on your glassware is so that you physically do not warm up your beverage with your hand and let's talk about
0: the fact that this beer sized wine can yeah is actually half a bottle
1: it's three hundred. oh my god i mLs. totally did math wrong before yeah so this right. is
0: half a bottle now you would not
1: so this is two glasses of wine oh no that's not a good portion that's why the 187 is preferred yeah because so that this is, is in like, fact of poor. So it's
0: kind of I mean, this is deceiving. Cuz if you're drinking it like like beer, if you have two cans of beer, whatever. If you have yeah. two cans of this, you just drink a whole bottle of wine. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Yeah, I don't you are onto something. I mean, we, we're saying this is better for portion control, but I don't know. Because, like, you might be, you're going to be sitting here nursing this all
1: night? No. Like, that just takes the experience. I mean, that's not fun. Also, if you are, if they are vintage ones, I still think that there's a benefit to having your wine aerated to some extent. And there's just, like, this little, like, pocket hole that oxygen can get there. It doesn't have a wide surface area. That's why those decanters are so, whoa. That's why those decanters are so, like, wide with the base. I almost sloshed wine out of my glass again. So, are we saying we don't like it? I don't want to say that I don't like it. It's difficult for me to get out of my own head and my own, like, favorable ways to drink wine and to, you know, look at this objectively. Like, I feel very strongly about wine glasses. (laughs) I do think it serves its purpose. Legitimately. It's a niche. It's a niche. It's a niche, but legitimately, if you're going on a picnic and you're carrying a big-ass cooler and you've got a bunch of different beverages inside of that cooler... Glass is heavy. Sarah, you've held some of those orange swift bottles. Those yeah. suckers are heavy as shit. I don't know what... It's like the glass has like... It's thicker. I, mm-hmm. That's what it is. But it's almost like it doesn't seem ridiculously larger. And so it's like you feel like it's not just glass. That there's something else weighing down <laughs> weighing down this bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. But carrying that is terrible. You also then need to worry about ensuring that you have a corkscrew. So that you can actually open your bottle of wine.
0: Yeah, but you can easily counteract both of those by just getting a lighter bottle that's a screw top.
1: I know, I definitely know, and that's the thing is, like, I guess as a consumer, I would advise it is like decide what you want to drink. Do you give a shit? Are you drinking wine with people who would give a shit? Are you or hold on? Yeah, what? Didn't I get you
0: like a plastic? You did.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you
0: did. One of those like. It looks like a big water bottle container, but it's for wine, and you can fit an entire bottle in that.
1: And when it's
0: emptied, you can roll it up. And put it in your purse. Yeah. I mean, that... Space saver. That would be, I feel like, a better option for going somewhere where you don't want to have glass.
1: Yeah. Well, even, like, I have one of those corksicle things that you can pour the whole bottle, although it's not big enough to fit a whole fucking bottle. I know. It's a little too small. I know. You got like a swig in the bottle at the end because you can't fit it in. But you're, you're right, though. I mean, there are, there are other options. It's just, here's an I'm going to, see, I'm being devil's advocate here. If you get cans, you can have a greater variety. So let's say. It's fine. You and I like Pinot. But let's say our friend over here likes Pinot Gris. They also sell mini wine bottles. Yeah, but those have not picked up. The no, cans themselves have grown immensely. Oh my mm-hmm. god, what is the what's the increase? It was something absurd. I do have the perfect canned
0: wine for you, Jamie. Oh, okay. What's that? It's by Jam Sellers. It's a oh, California don't.
1: wine. It's called it's Butter. It's a Chardonnay. No. Have you? I've seen those bottles. I've like refused <laughs> to buy them. Sean oh. Sean said to me the other day about a Chardonnay. He was like, "Oh, it's buttery," and I was like, "It's definitely not." <laughs> I was like, if it was buttery, I wouldn't drink it. And he goes, but but the more buttery, the better, right? And I was like, are we married? <laughs> do you really think that buttery? How Chardonnay do you not know my wine taste? Better, yeah. He doesn't. He is, you know, he's not a wine person.
0: So that sans has a Carignan that's canned. I saw that. Mm-hmm. That
1: is that's that's unique for sure. Mm-hmm. This is from Wine Spectator. It says that in 2012, sales of cans were two million dollars okay in 2018 of canned wine yep in 2018 canned wine sales jumped 69 percent to more than 69 million that's a that short there's a short period of time for all of that growth and i've also heard i think underwood i think ryan harms also made mention of that the fact that it's grown so much which is fantastic obviously I mean, why wouldn't you get on that bandwagon? I, I know. It's like you almost feel like you'd, you know, overcome any obstacle. But um, the other thing that, um, what's this called? Uh, Wine Spectator. The other thing Wine Spectator says is that the best canned wines, because they did their own like rating and reviews and stuff like that, um, they're typically made to be fresh and fruity in style with little to no oak contact and should be consumed shortly after canning now i'm looking here i don't know that i see like a canned on date oh actually there is like a weird thing i don't know it's like weird abbreviation things i don't know if that means like best by date
0: no i feel like usually that has to be more um prominent
1: right yeah it usually has to be more straightforward than that like usually it's on the top lip or on the bottom do you see it no So, I don't know how it would be challenging because I know, like, beer has an expiration date. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't say. Yeah.
0: Maybe, and we didn't, some of them come in four packs and this one didn't. Oh, so maybe it's on that packaging. Potentially. But it should be if you're selling them individually, then it should be on the can.
1: I agree. Yeah, so I think it's interesting because you obviously need to change. I mean, if you are a company that uses oak on your wines... You're not going to be able to bottle that as much or can it as much as you have bottled. So you'll need to be more creative about how you label your products, I think. Yeah. So that has some, you know, potential downfalls in the future or considerations in the future. Maybe not downfalls. But there's so much stuff. But I don't know. I mean, are you, I guess, let's let's come back here. Do you need to be, like, persuaded? What would need to be done to persuade you to drink canned wine? I mean, it just has to be good. One,
0: <laughs> I, th- I find there to be very little circumstance where I would go for the can versus the wine. Uh huh. I can I can explain to you these circumstances.
1: Okay. One,
0: I am somewhere where they are offering a few beverages of choice, and uh-huh. one of my offerings is canned wine, and this is first beer slash sparkling yes or even like i don't know a wine cooler mhm mhm you know i'm going to go for the camp wine for sure now other circumstance i am going into the woods or something <laughs> and like i am packing for however long and i need to like pack light and not have anything extra on me like yeah. not a bottle opener like, I'm going for days. Now, this would never happen. Um, <laughs> I'm not going on this kind of trip.
1: Uh, glamping is the way that we would go if we were. And
0: there. then I would be bringing a bottle.
1: Exactly. But then I could
0: easily put a couple of these in my backpack and still feel like, okay.
1: Yeah, and then we to And then you, to you have to take it back. Mm-hmm. You're not
0: taking back an empty bottle. That's right. But you could use, like, the, this contraption that I got you at the same time. That is true. Um. But I could see it being useful for that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, how do you feel about the other, like the boxed wine? So to be honest, I haven't tasted much boxed wine. I know that they are, it's not all about Franzia anymore. No. There is a good amount out there that is supposed to be better. So that might be our next one. Maybe we'll do box versus can versus bottle if we can find all the same wine. That is offered in the same... I honestly don't think that there is one. I don't think there's a brand that makes... Yeah.
1: um, No. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, I think that you're right. I think that could be interesting. I mean, the the one thing I will say, the benefit of a box of wine is that it's a big bag that is essentially three liters, so that's four bottles of wine fit into this little box which is looks can be deceiving it looks so tiny but 3 liters is in fact the equivalent of 4 but bottles but they have
0: boxed wine that come in individual sizes
1: no too. i know but i'm just saying when you have that bag in a box mm-hmm. It actually is a better preservation of wine It will keep up to two weeks because oh, wow. there's no way for the air to get in. It's not like yeah. a bottle where you open the bottle and immediately it just fills with air. Right. This is like perpetually expelling the liquid from the bo- from the bag. Yeah. So to some extent, you could argue that that may in fact be a more reasonable way to, instead of a can, if you want to, you know, slowly do- dole out, you know, glasses of wine over a period of time, because let's say you don't drink a full bottle in a week, that might be a good solution. Now, I haven't had a box wine for a long time. When I studied abroad in Australia, I drank it all of the time. We called it goon. That's apparently what they called it down there. We, in fact, would take the bag out of the box and carry the bag around. Oh my God, that is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Probably not legal, but... But that is what we did. And that's awesome. You know what? It's okay. You know, and then you don't even need a vessel. You can just lean back and just pour the into your <laughs> That could
0: be dangerous on so many levels.
1: We definitely did
0: that. That's awesome. Oh, it's a, it's a different form of chucking a keg, huh? That's exactly yep. it. Yeah, it's a reverse. All right, well, let's do our final taste test here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going for the smell first. It's definitely more aromatic, the, the bottle. At least I'm getting.
1: Really? You think that the bottle is more aromatic? Yeah. You don't. It it could be the glass difference too. Yeah, maybe because we're drinking the we're drinking the cans the canned wine out of baby glasses, basically. It is so similar. It is so similar.
0: The but can. I, I, still, I, I still think
1: I get a I get more smoke on the bottle. It has like it does indeed have like a brighter cherry again i'm really happy because this is the bottle i'm just pointing but the bottle has actually the acidity has mellowed it has been mixed in with everything else in the glass so this is definitely much better than it was at the beginning of the episode this little guy here you know what it
0: you know what i think it is Hmm. i think they probably oaked the um bottle more than the can because like you were talking about Maybe, but
1: I just, I don't know. I still feel like I get very similar. I feel like there's a little extra depth for whatever reason in the can, but I don't know why. It does say chocolate is one of the flavors, and I do think that there's like a hint of, you know, some extra deeper tertiary notes. This this Pinot itself has become a little bit more, I think you're right, I think they've oaked it more. Yeah. I think it has a little bit more dimension, if you will, than the can itself. I don't know. I actually think that this is a pretty good experiment. I think this is a pretty good. I mean, it um, is good that you can't tell the difference too much. It's not a drastic. So no. if you, so, basically, sorry. What we'll boil it down to is that if you like Underwood Pinot Noir in the bottle, it's likely you're going to find like the Pinot Noir in the can pretty favorable. Slightly right. different, slightly different. But if you're trying to like find something that is easier to transport, that you know you don't have to worry about you know, actually it's a cork. Or it's a crack, so it doesn't really matter. I was gonna say you don't have to worry about a corkscrew. It's reasonable alternative for sure.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I can't find what it's aged in, so
1: I, I think that there is. They're getting more, oak more on that
0: then. of a smoky, like more of an oak on, and it's 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 very subtle. I feel like it's a
1: slight cedar um, aroma in the glass too. Yeah. Yeah, I think I do think that the the bottle ke- retains some of the acidity, whereas I do think it's, some of it's lost in the can. That's why I said it's like it's much more mellow than the than the bottled wine. Yeah, but I mean, so. all in all, they're very similar.
0: Yeah. So, like you said, I think if you like Underwood, the bottle, I think that you would do well with the can. Just yeah. keep in mind, it is a half a bottle of wine. This is such a fucking cool experience.
1: I love it. I love it. What will they come up with next? Dun, dun, dun. Can we cheers? Yeah. Let's say cheers until All next time. We're going to double cheers. All right. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com, And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun
0: wine or topic ideas to dvpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time,
1: cheers from the girls of DBP.